This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. Hey, Sean, you were young once, like 17? Yeah, at, at one point, yeah. And you're like in your 30s now? Allegedly. Allegedly, I'm an adult now. Interesting. Did you have problems when you were growing up? I, to this day, my friend, they never stop. Oh, so you still have problems now as a grown-up? Oh, all the time. Well, that's good, Sean, because this is the podcast for you, where we talk about those kinds of things, yeah. from growing up to being an adult. Yeah, and everything in between. This is the podcast for everyone about anything. It's like an everything bagel. But in podcasting. Exactly. And you can find us all over the place. You sure can. Instagram and Facebook, Guess This Is Growing Up Pod. Or you can send us an email at guessthisisgrowinguppod at gmail.com. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the most and least stressed states. Why I can't sleep. And believe it or not, Jay, we have to give AI a bit of a pat on the back. Yeah, we do kind of have to do that. But thankfully, not like a huge pat on the back. But we do have new music today, Sean, from Band-Aid Brigade. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to episode 32 of, I guess this is growing up, allegedly, the full episode. It's the biggest guess this is growing up podcast ever. The most attendance, the most listens, the most money at the gate, the most merch sold. It's going to be the biggest one ever. Over 100,000, Sean, because wow. it's 32. That's, that's bold, brother. Those are bold predictions. Oh, I thought we were comparing it to WrestleMania 32. Oh, oh God, dude. I, I don't know any of those stats like that. That's you and Zach, man, who knew all those stats on the WrestleManias and the locations well, and everything. Me, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just the lowly guy who can talk about the matches on it. I mean, I mostly, mostly just made up most of those numbers, but I was just going oh. with it because technically speaking, tomorrow is WrestleMania, Sean. Oh, that's right. When this releases, it'll be night one of... Uh, the, yeah, tomorrow will be night one of WrestleMania. If literally anybody out there cares, it's WrestleMania tomorrow. But hey, anyway. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped for it. I'll be honest with you. I've, uh, we've talked about it before on the show. I've enjoyed the product as of the last six, seven months. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the, uh, what the, what the ending, the culmination of this, of this year will be. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's funny when you get that creepy old guy out of the way, how it becomes a much more enjoyable project. Weird, right? Just getting those old white men out of power. Um, well, maybe not necessarily full <laughs> power, but but at least yeah, at least some at least some power. Get rid of those old white men, you know. God dang. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? By the way, I'm Sean, and that's Joe, and we're here that's with uh, another episode, and we're trying to hopefully this week technology favors us. We're testing out some new software because. We periodically have to record remotely, and that's unfortunately what happened to us last time. We recorded remotely, and what ended up happening was the goblins inside the machines ate like the last half of the episode. Then we tried to do a bonus episode, and that didn't work either. So We actually did record about 15, 20 minutes on a Sunday, and yeah. uh, so that was Lost a it to the, the ether. Yeah. So that's and fun. But we did try, fun. so even though you guys didn't get a bonus... The sad part is it's the best one we've ever done, I'm sure. Obviously, it's the best Obviously. bonus we've ever done. It's the <laughs> it's the best bonus episode 
that we both did together ever. 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 Um, we did, uh, but the, the issue here is that since we have to do this kind of kind of frequently um, because of our, our different schedules, uh, we have to find something that works. And the best way to do that is to try and record an episode. So, it, And we're it, doing the best we can. We're doing fingers the best we crossed. Can. If you guys get all the way to the end of the episode this week, I might just myself. Yeah, that'll be fun. And something else that's really fun is, I don't know if you guys have checked it out, because the Thrill Me Podcast Network, the Thrill Me Madness has been going on. We've been talking about it. And the finals happened, well, we're recording this on a, on a Wednesday when it actually happened. So you've had, essentially at the time of recording, two days to watch the finals. Me, well, the character of me, American Saijo, Leon versus Cartoon Justin in the finals of Throw Me Madness. If you haven't watched it yet, go over to the Throw Me Podcast Network YouTube page and check it out. I don't want to spoil it for you in case uh, you haven't actually watched it yet. But... I will say that I told you so. That's all I'm going to say. So go go over and we'll go over and watch it. It uh, premiered at 12 o'clock on Wednesday, so it's it's there. It's there for you for the viewing. That's right. If you love, uh, if, you love uh, if you love characters and you love an ever ever expanding universe of of fun and comedy and random trivia, you'll love Throw Me Madness, and then you'll love Throw Me Games Federation coming May 6th. Everywhere oh, so, in the world. so excited about that. So excited. Uh, in addition to that, of course, we got a lot of other things we're going to talk about today. Um, I want to start things off with like, dude, I have not been able to sleep lately. Why is that, Sean? What's going on? You having too much caffeine in the day? No, brother. No, I'm just like, I, I realistically, I think it's stress related. You, you, um, you a little nervy at night? Uh, dude, I'm always nervy. I'm never not nervy. Oh. And I last night, for instance, which would have been Tuesday night when we we're recording. I laid down, tried to sleep, and I don't think I felt. And you know, I wake up early. I, you know, you you know how that is. Um, I, I didn't fall asleep until somewhere around eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after, and they always tell you they're like, they're, if you if you lay down in bed and you don't fall asleep in like the first thirty minutes, you need to get up. Yep. Um, that's what they tell you. But I can't bring myself to do that because I want to go to sleep. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you keep, and you always think to yourself, God, but if I get up now, I'm going to wake up, wake up, you know what I mean? And then it'll take longer to fall asleep. And it just becomes one of those things. But I get to sleep finally around 11, then one o'clock in the morning, I hear my dog barking, which normally I wouldn't care. I would just ignore her and let her bark. But I currently live in a townhouse with neighbors on both sides of me. Um, So can't do that because I don't want to wake anybody else up. So I go downstairs, dog wants to go outside. Fine. I'll let you outside. I go back to bed, yeah, yeah, maybe 30, 45 minutes later, she's barking again. Uh, I go downstairs, nothing. She's just barking. She just wants to talk, man. Dude. You, don't let her, you don't let her sleep with you, huh? Uh, she can't climb the stairs. You can't pick her up? No, I can, but she trust me, she wouldn't. Oh, she she does not she like being picked up at she all. She doesn't have it, okay. Yeah, right. she doesn't okay. like being picked up at all. She never has. Okay. And uh, it's worse now that she's old and, you know, things hurt and whatnot. Um, oh, poor so baby. I know. It's just not something she wants. I thought about buying one of those. Uh, uh, they're almost like like little vests, but they don't wear them. They just like you kind of lift it up under them like by a handle and yeah, you can yeah, kind of yeah. carry them like a suitcase. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I thought about doing something like that with her and bringing her upstairs with me, but I'm debating on if she'll allow me to do that or not before I spend the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sure. Well, um, um, 
Dang, but yeah, man. she well, she woke me back up, and I was frustrated and annoyed. And then I then I think I woke up every forty five hour forty five minutes, excuse me, until I had to get up. Dang, well that's a that's a terrible night. I uh, man, sorry to hear that, dude. Uh, yeah, I don't have that problem. I usually lay down and I'm asleep in two minutes. I uh, wait, wait, nine times out of ten, yeah. But the last couple of days, it has been eluding me, and I don't know why. And I'm sure people have their remedies for getting to sleep. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say, do you want some unsolicited advice? I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, I'll take unsolicited advice. Uh, I mean, do you ever listen to a white white noise? Yeah, I tried white noise. It didn't do much for me. Um, there was okay. another one well, that they said to try. Also. There's brown noise. <laughs> yeah. There's there's like no. <laughs> there's green noise. There's pink noise. There's a couple of different versions. Um, and supposedly, like each one is depending on who you are and certain things about you. Each one is better for you. Well, it depends on what your astrological sign is, Sean. And if you're in moon rising or sun setting, uh, there's a whole bunch of, of different uh, things to do with that. If you're a Taurus, you'd know. You know. Yeah, I'm definitely not a Taurus. I'm an Aries and it's my <laughs> season right now. So back the f*** up, everybody. Yeah, I don't know anything about, about that. But uh, I mean, <laughs> the other thing would, was uh, not having caffeine after 12 o'clock. That's another piece of unsolicited After advice. like noon? Yes. Don't okay. have any caffeine. Afternoon. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Fair essentially, enough. essentially the uh, the half life, if you will, of caffeine is eight hours. So oh, it's, okay. you don't want to have it eight hours before you go to bed. Interesting. I've actually never heard that before. So that's good to yes. know. Uh, damn. That, okay. Well, then you know what? I may readjust what I do then. Uh, also, see if that helps at all. An- another piece of unsolicited advice mm-hmm. is, I mean, if you're eating and then going right to bed that's going to be a problem because digestion that'll keep right yeah oh yeah well. good point so, yeah you know you could uh there's not necessarily a oh don't eat after 6 6 30 p.m on a friday but i would say <laughs> you know at least uh give yourself at least two hours after eating dinner before you go to bed see so isn't that funny isn't that funny how that, that works though because like when you think thanksgiving right everybody eats and then passes out yeah for sure but you're not necessarily it's not necessarily a restful you're just like crashing because essentially think about thanksgiving there's so many carbs usually at thanksgiving right, yeah, yeah, so yeah. essentially you are just eating so much where your insulin is spiking so essentially it's almost almost like it's not almost like a diabetic coma but it's like the same idea as if a diabetic was going to go into it's a, a coma because of yeah it's insulin. like a, it's like a diabetic crash almost yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, um, you're spiking okay, your insulin fair so enough. much and then it crashes and that's why like oh i'm so tired so not only did you have all of that but also uh, turkey, uh, well, it starts with a T, but that's tryptophan. Uh, there it is. Yep. Uh, is, is they did, the, uh, the crash we, process too. we talked about this on the morning show that I work on recently and the, well, I say recently back around, which one? Uh, yeah, that one. And okay. we, uh, <laughs> we talked about that and apparently they did like wide, like broad studies on tryptophan and found that it actually had almost no effect. Hmm. And yeah, then, I mean, so I think it has more to do with what you said about the insulin and the, you know, the whole thing with your sure. body, it's a way more scientific answer. <laughs> it's definitely the whole, I mean, think about the same thing, even if we're not talking about Thanksgiving, if you, I mean, I'll say it for me, if you or me, uh, Joe's having a, uh, a fat kid day and I eat a whole pint of ice cream, uh, uh, yeah. you know, like by the time I finish it, there's so much sugar in that. I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm getting tired, man. I feel like I'm crashing because it's, I am. Cause I just overloaded my body with so much sugar. It's like, Hey, I'm checking out. And so, it's funny that goes hand in hand with another study I saw earlier this year where they said, yeah, you know, that whole sugar rush thing. It's not a thing. 
They were like, it doesn't, that's actually not a thing. It goes hand in hand with what you're saying, where it's like all that sugar actually makes you like wind down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's so, so that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah, that. You're man. learning something today. I would, uh, you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We don't always just talk <laughs> talk about everything and nothing at all. Sometimes there's uh, scientific things. We won't necessarily call it science. We'll call it science with quotation marks, okay? Right, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll call it, you know, it's just some guys talking about things that are kind of science-y. So we'll call it guyance. Sure, um, yeah, that works. The- <laughs> uh, but I would, I would definitely try the uh, no caffeine after 12 o'clock there. I think that's a solid idea. I think it's a solid idea. I'm, I'll give that a shot. Um, you brought up sleeping with the dog in the bed. And that actually leads me perfectly into something I saw where a study was done. Six in 10 people in a survey said that they would rather snuggle up with their dog than with their partner. Facts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me too. It was a, it was a survey of 2,000 people. Uh, this is according to SWNS Digital, by the way, if anybody wants to look this up for themselves. Uh, but the poll was conducted by one poll on behalf of a company called LoveSack. Oh, um, okay. In any event, they, they surveyed 2,000 people, which if you know anything about these kind of surveys, that's a pretty good sample size. Yeah, not bad. And they found that 61% of people said they would prefer to share their couch or bed with their pet over their significant other. And they said the reason? Two-thirds say their pet is cleaner and quieter. <laughs> well, I mean, um, while uh, I, I can say this, um, in the wintertime, uh, when I used to have um, uh, my doggo to sleep with, he didn't move in the wintertime. He right. would be in one, one spot and he wouldn't move. We'd be snuggled up, bing, bang, boom. In the summertime, uh, he'd get hot, he'd get yeah. down, he'd get back up, get back down. And see, he's a he's a very special boy. He likes to be underneath the covers, like he has to be. Oh. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, in the summertime, it was a little bit of disrupted sleep. But in the wintertime, buddy, I tell you what, that was some of the best sleep uh, <laughs> that I would ever get because he'd just be snuggled up and we'd be, we'd be chilling. So, uh, and, you know, sometimes... Uh, when you sleep with another person, uh, there's movement, uh, there's fidgeting. I don't know. There's hair in your face. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. So it, I'd rather sleep with the dog, to be honest. <laughs> I, you know, and I got to be honest with you, man. I kind of get that because, and it's not like the other person's fault because people have to do things. They get up to use the bathroom. Uh, they snore, and they can't help that. Um, you know, you move around in your sleep. It, there's a million things that you do that you're not intentionally trying to disturb the other person's sleep, but it happens. Yeah. So. Exactly. There's a thing going on right now called sleep divorce. Uh, a lot of people in the country are apparently do that. It sounds terrible, but I'll tell you right now, just about everybody who works at the uh, the radio station I work at um, does the sleep divorce thing. All the on air staff. Huh. Okay. Um, be- uh, do tell- for a lot of Go us, on. it's be for a lot of us, it's because we wake up so early. And sleep so, divorce, I mean, like, so you just sleep separately. Yeah, you sleep in different rooms. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the logic there being, and I kind of like this. There's, there's some, there's some, some. It makes sense because you think to yourself, a, look, you just need to sleep, and it's not working. You can go to another room, get comfy, be alone, quiet, whatever, and get to sleep. Right. Yeah. Uh, it also you have your own setting, your your own stuff as far as covers, comforters, blankets, you know, whatever you use. Maybe they don't like. I have a big problem with this with sharing a bed with somebody because I generally don't ever sleep under the covers. I, I get warm too easily. So the most I'll ever do is like put my feet under the covers. Sure. And that's about it. But it drives the person I'm in bed with nuts sometimes because they'll go, they'll roll over and pull the covers and they can't because I'm laying on them. Um, you jerk. I, I don't, I mean, it's not intentional. It's just the way I'm it is. Free, I'm freezing to death. It's all your fault. I know. And um, on top of that, 
there's also something to having your own space in the house where you can go to and just decompress. Yeah, we talked about that last week, but you guys so, didn't hear right. that. No, you guys didn't hear that. So I can't, it all goes kind of hand in hand together with all that. But again, I think the rule being that the the doggo, if if, it's, if you're able, um, is always a more pleasant <laughs> sleeping uh, sure. companion, you know? Uh, they would. actually, they did this study and they reported the four in 10 people said they had higher quality of sleep when they slept with the pet as opposed to their significant other. Um, but weirdly, we're about half and half on whether we even allow our pets on the furniture. Hmm. Well, which to, to me, I, I I don't understand making your dog be on the floor all the time. Yeah, well, I mean that just goes to the conversation of some people see their some an, people animals as just pets, and others see their pets as family. And right. hey, it it is what it is. You teach your own. But for me, uh, my dog's my best friend. So yeah, my dog's my family. I'm right there with you. And, you know, if you view that differently, then you're wrong, but that's okay. Yeah, so, you, you can yeah. have your opinion. You're wrong, but it's your, all right. Your opinion is allowed to be wrong. Yeah, you can be <laughs> wrong. It's fine. If there's one thing the internet has taught us, it's that there's a lot of bad opinions out there. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of opinions in general, as we know, and most of them are stupid. but <laughs> are, are just downright terrible. <laughs> but, you know, uh, if you want to be entitled, you're entitled to it. So, yep. go, good for you. Yeah, Absolutely. Good for you. And we just want to, like... You know, uh, hit hit those people in the face sometimes. Uh, maybe not all that the far. time. Maybe not. Well, that far, but it depends. There are days. There are days for sure. And you know, to be honest, I was trying to think of a good segue, but I don't really have a great segue uh, for for this, unfortunately. But it is a great song, and our band today is Band Aid Brigade, and you can find them on all social medias at band underscore aid a i d underscore brigade. Again, band aid brigade you could have set that up when you said you want to punch them in the face maybe they need a band-aid oh see there you go i'm giving it to you that's right that would be good wouldn't it that would have been good they could need they could we could bring a whole brigade and punch them in the face and then they need a band-aid exactly and our music today is band-aid brigade and the song is hit the buck it is one of their new tracks and i'm gonna read this little bio of band-aid brigade brigade a sublime and slick pop unit, so polished, you could see your face in it. There is a dark genius at work here that is suspiciously self-aware and knowing. That is from The Punk Site, a new musical project from Zach Quinn, Pears, and Brian Wallstrom, Scorpios, Gods of Mount Olympus, intent on ripping up, setting fire to, and con- consigning to history the genre rulebook with their eclectic and decade-spanning approach to songwriting band-aid brigade is here to melt your face with the song hit the buck and their new record is out now sean it's called sex is terrifying and you can find it on all streaming (laughs) platforms don't you love that i do that's great and they are actually going to be on flogging molly's salty dog cruise from november 8th through 13th uh 2023 and you can find tickets still available for that you can find that on their link tree again on all social medias at band underscore aid underscore brigade. So the song today is hit the buck from Band-Aid Brigade, and we're going to play it loud. We're going to play it proud, and we're going to play it right now. Couldn't knock it down. I'm taking like a comic. Not so funny now. Sardonic Call me what you will 
gotcha. Son of, uh... <laughs> you've, you've had like eight wins in a row, so I just wanted to get that W in. I don't know if I'd say eight, but all right, point eight. Okay, well, it. whatever. Either way, but that was Hit the Buck by Band-Aid Brigade. What'd you think, Sean? Uh, I really liked that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and you know what's you funny can... is is they have a, a kind of an upbeat, poppy punk uh, like vibe to a degree, but the singer I could easily see doing like straight up punk, uh, like a, more, a little more hardcore punk. But it's so funny because like his voice, the, uh, it's almost a little... There's parts of it that feel a little more chaotic and then parts of the feel melodic, and I really like the the mixture. Well, like the uh, bio said, a sublime a sublime and slick pop unit, that is Band-Aid Brigade. And again, you can find them on all social medias at band underscore aid underscore brigade. That song today was off their brand new album, Sex is Terrifying, called <laughs> Hit the Buck. And again, there are still available cabins from what I researched on Flogging Molly's Salty Dog Cruise, which they will be a part of coming, uh, or excuse me, <laughs> my bad, setting sail November 8th through the 13th, 2023. You can find more info on that on their link tree. You can find on their link tree, their YouTube, their Instagram. Oh man, the, the new album, the video for Hit the Buck. Uh, you can find out why sex is terrifying. Uh, all those things, head over to at band underscore aid underscore brigade and thank you again today from band-aid brigade and that was hit the book so we talked in the beginning of the show about uh i was having sleeping problems and said some of it's probably stress because i've been stressed out lately um i almost live stressed 24 7 but that leads me into something i saw this week which was a breakdown of the most and least stressed states in the country yeah give it to um, me can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Can well, I hang guess? on. Let me tell you how they broke it down real quick. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, the methodology was they used, I think, 41 different points uh, to score them. And they broke it down. Basically, it, bo- it breaks down like this. They, they filed them all under four different categories. Work-related stress, money-related stress, family-related stress, and health and safety-related stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how they did it. Now, the ranking goes from most stressed to least stressed. So number one is the most. Number 50 is the least. So why don't you go ahead and give me, I want you to guess which state is the most stressed state in the country. So that's number one, right? That'd be number yes, one. Yes, correct. Who came in at number one? I'm going to say the most stressed state is California. I'm going to tell you wrong. Oh, damn. Okay. All right. California came in 22. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, way further down than I expected. I was right there with you when I first looked at this. I expected them to be much, much, much higher on the list. I figured Um, it was going to be that high because of, you know, there's been a lot of fires recently. Right, um, yeah. And then seemingly, you know, the half... The, uh, the edge of California is seemingly always going to collapse into the water, allegedly. Have they just accepted that at this point? I think probably, yeah. I mean, I, I would. If I if I lived there on, what is it? Uh, is that uh, Venice Beach, right? Right, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think so. I think that's on the edge, I think, maybe. Either way, it doesn't matter. But I think I would just accept it like, ah, yeah, we're going to go in the water here. San Diego, Eventually. Like, yeah, yeah, we're going to fall in the water, whatever. Eventually. Uh, yeah, no, the most stressed state in the United States of America is Mississippi. Really? Okay, my second guess would have been New York, but why Mississippi? Mississippi ranked high in every category. They ranked four in work-related stress, one in money-related stress, nine in family-related stress, and seven in health and safety-related stress. Um, Yeah, Uh, followed by, I'll give you you the top five. Uh, You've got Mississippi, followed by Louisiana, New Mexico, West Virginia, and Nevada. Wow, I'm... I'm a little blown away, honestly. I was too when I saw that. I didn't think at all. 
like Mississippi and Louisiana, I, I would feel like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's far South. I feel like they'd be just chilling. Louisiana yeah. in particular, I thought, you know, it's kind of a party state. It's the Bayou. It's the, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm thinking to myself, I, is it that bad there? Um, not to mention with Mississippi, I just kind of didn't factor them in. I figured they'd maybe be middle of the board somewhere. Uh, but no, West Virginia, I'll tell you this right now, as somebody who has seen a million of these sorts of surveys and, and, and uh, tests and, and studies, West Virginia is the worst at everything. Like they're always <laughs> in the, 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 the five worst percent of everything. Um, if I pulled you up How a much? list of the states that have the, you know, the, the people that are angriest all the time, West Virginia, the, you know, people who read the least books, West Virginia, you know, if they're always going to factor into it. Where are they on, on the uh, list of top meth sales though? <laughs> you know, it's funny you asked that question. Just, just a question. Uh, just a question. I'm, Only I'm because I just finished Breaking Bad. So, like, it's on my mind. The top 10 states for meth. This is according <laughs> to healingproperties.org. The and top they, 10 states for meth are how did they, not how did they West gather, Virginia. How did they gather this information? I'd like to know. Uh, let's see. The Missouri State Highway Patrol report, which came out after uh, blah, 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 blah. It looks like they did a big study across the country based on they They surveyed 2,000 people and, and asked, how much yeah, meth have yeah. you done in the last six months? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they gauged states with their uh, narcotic uh, entities, like how big the, the drug culture is there in general. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, with the most overall drug use, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I mean, uh, that number, makes sense, yeah. Number one was Arkansas. Apparently there, meth is the state fruit. All right. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, let's go back to the original topic. That's I got us off topic there. That's you did, but I just once you brought it up, I was like, well, I wanted to look. Um, and so now I'll give you uh, the five least stressed states. Do you well, want to take a guess, watch? Do you want to take a guess at what the least stressed state in the country is? Okay. Well, I I really have no clue now because that threw me off that Mississippi was the most stressed state. So I'm going to say, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the uh, the banger from before. I'm going to say Montana is the least stressed state. Montana is wrong. Montana yeah. is pretty much dead middle. They're 26. Damn. All right. Yeah. You know, there's like five whole people in Montana and North Dakota and all that. But I know. Why are they so stressed? Apparently they're, they're stressed more than others, I guess. Maybe because um, they don't see anybody. Maybe. Maybe. They, they always, always talk am- to their cows. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Uh, no, the least stressed state in the country is Minnesota. Oh, well, you know what? Dang, I would not have guessed that, to be honest. I mean, it's yep. winter all the time there. So I've that's stressful. It's, it's but... Minnesota, Utah, New Hampshire, South Dakota, and then Massachusetts. Yeah, I I don't know, man. That doesn't make sense to me. I feel like somewhere warm would be least less stressful. But I, I would also like to point me. out Virg- Virginia came in at forty one. Okay, well. So not very stressed, which is good. I really thought, and this, you know, kind of sounds a little bit silly, but Given some of the uh, uh, like the heavy military population here, not that I there's anything wrong with having the heavy military population, we're thankful for them, but just that job inherently comes with so much stress. Oh, I was uh, I, I was so high strung when I was. That's what I'm saying. I figured we would end up being a little higher up on the list just because of that. Yeah, um, sure. but actually, okay. no, we're doing okay. We we're our our, our overall score, I guess, out of a hundred, um, is only thirty something. 37 yeah 30 about 37 
So I'm okay. like, all right, all you right, know what? That, I could I could deal with that. Um, one thing I can tell you that's stressful, no matter where you go in life, is flying. I hate it so much, so much. Do you? Uh, yes. Oh, so much, okay. dude. And it leads me. It's going to lead me to my next discussion about AI. But that was one of the things I thought about when I was thinking about things that stress me out no matter where I am. And it's flying. I hate flying. I don't like the takeoff. I don't like the landing. I don't like the tiny seats. I don't like having to be that close to somebody else. I don't like having no freaking leg room. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't care for those things. Like, I I, I don't, unless I, I always try to, I always try to get the exit row, at least I get a little extra leg room. Um, Last time I paid extra so I could sit at the very front uh, to have all that extra leg space. Uh, yeah, worth I'm, it for that. Yeah, for sure. I usually, I mean, I always get an aisle seat, so that's always a given. Um, right. I used, to, I mean, I used to not really. There was a time in a period where I really didn't like flying at all; like it gave me anxiety. Yeah. Um, but I, I've, I mean, I've since got since gotten over that, thankfully. And as long as I'm in the aisle seat, which is the, really the biggest thing for me, like I can do it. And I really, what I equated that to. Hey, here's some more unsolicited advice, Sean. Um, what, I, <laughs> what I equated it to. Is essentially, all right, how long is this flight? All right, it's it's two hours or whatever, three hours. All right, well, I've sat still for six hours before getting tattooed, so I can sit in this plane and it'll be okay. Yeah. And that's kind of how I got over that. But I will say, no matter what, I always, even the, I'm in the aisle seat, it doesn't matter where in the plane I am. And and I know people say this all the time, probably like, oh, I don't, I don't, I keep my legs in, in the right spot or yada, yada. But so literally when I sit in my seat, I look at the seat in front of me and I, and I like measure up my knees. Like, okay, my knees go in this space. They're not going to travel outside of the space. They're not going to travel. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to travel to yeah. to the other person's side or not going to travel into the aisle. Mm-hmm. I will lengthen my legs out underneath the seat in front of me a lot of the times because I'm a tall guy. But yeah. my point is I sit down. And I keep my knees in my section, okay? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a pretty decently sized human, but I, I keep my elbows in. I, I don't try to take up a lot of room, right? I try to just right. stay in my area. It never fails. Whoever is sitting next to me, whether they're big or small, always seem to get in my in my seat area. And it, <laughs> that is the biggest pet peeve of mine. Like, dude, I am bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm staying in my area. Yeah. F off. Yeah. You know? I, I understand that too. I, that drives me insane. I, 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 like you said, I try to stay and I understand that there's only so much I can do about it, but I started to try, I try to stay as condensed as possible to I not do, take I really up room do. Like, around I, Honestly, me. I honestly try to not necessarily squish up, but I, I try to condense, you know what I mean? Like I understand that. I mean, I don't have invisible lat syndrome. I just keep my elbows in nice and tight. I don't, uh, you know, I know my, I'm a decently sized human, but I try to stay in my little area because it's already a tight spot. Like I'm not trying to encroach on you. Plus, if I was in the window, I'd be like, "Oh, I can't get out of here." I'd, I'd get, uh, I'd get a little antsy because of that, you know. So, oh heck yeah. So totally. I understand that being in the being in a cramped seat, I don't really care for. But, as if, uh, uh, as if that's not bad enough. I saw a story earlier today about a guy who was flying and his luggage went missing, and uh, so he had put one of those Apple tracking locator devices, oh, like little, you know, the little, little, little tile I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. The little small things. Um, he put one of those in his, his bag, right. So that he could find yeah. it, pulls it up. The bag is leaving the airport. Like it, oh. it's driving away. Like, 
and uh, he goes to the airline and says to them, hey, somebody took my bag. And they basically went, mm, you know, because they're worthless. So what he did was he followed the tag to where the guy went. Right. He went home, didn't he? Uh, yeah. He goes to get he goes to the cops, brings police back with him to the guy's house. And as if it couldn't have been more perfect, when they showed up, the guy that they found was wearing the first dude's jeans and shirt. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that guy got arrested. And you can't, dude, you cannot, can not f- around in an airport. Like, do not break laws inside of an airport. No. Yeah, that's, that's those are felonies. Dude. And so, like, yeah, they're going to, they, he's going to get charged with all sorts of stuff and whatever. But, um, Anyways, this brings me kind of with this with this whole thing is flowing into another direction here, where a professor from the University of Missouri used AI to try and figure out how can we improve people's experiences flying, right? Okay. And we've talked a lot about AI recently because it's been in the news like crazy. So they fed in a ton of data into this AI about flying and everything and uh, reviews from customers and all sorts of stuff. And they developed an algorithm that could spit out suggestions on how to improve the experience right and some of them make make a little more sense to me like this one i'm all for implement more flexible seating arrangements to improve comfort yeah stop cramming us in like we're sardines yeah i mean obviously we know that's a money thing but anyway go on but dude i would i and you know what's so funny is people are like uh, you know i've been told before like oh you need to pay for you know first class or business class okay all right daddy warbucks you go ahead and do that yeah. Uh, I can't afford to throw down on that every time I need to fly. Me neither. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a real person working a real job, which means I don't make, uh, you know, that much money. Yeah, so a, I haven't reached influencer status yet. So yeah, we're working on just, it. Uh, working on which, it. But by the way, go to the Patreon, support our show as well as all the others on the throw me podcast network. Yeah. Cheap plugs. Yeah. There you go. Uh, automate the disinfecting process for ba- bathrooms in the plane to keep it clean. Because, like, you can't rely on a person. Like, they, there'll be a thing, like, where it'll say, like, you know, and this is not even just on airplanes. It'll say that somebody comes in and cleans it every so, you know, however often it is, right? And you almost always look at that and go, yeah, okay. I'll be honest. I have yeah. never used an airplane bathroom. Never? Not once, not never. No. Well, good for you, brother. No, um, I, just, I just hold it. Redesign the overhead baggage bins. I don't know what that means. To me, mm, I, I don't some, know. Some of them are very, some of them especially on like older planes, I guess in older model planes, like they're kind of slanted. Okay. Gotcha. So like, even if you have a bag or a backpack that is made for an overhead bin, but some of those, I, I can't necessarily explain it exactly. I'm not saying it right, but there's is some bins that are oddly slanted. So like actually getting your bag in there, if it was in a, any other overhead bin it would slide it'd be just fine but for whatever reason there's like this weird slant that you can't actually get your bag in so there's been times where i've been on planes are like oh we're gonna have to check that underneath you will have to tag it that type of a thing right exactly um they had uh some more like specific things that are, are a little more like it's more they're gonna it's gonna require more detail than this but like use analytical models to optimize flight schedules and time buffer between flights so that way you're not waiting as long between flights if you have a layover or something uh it says use an artificial intelligent based approach to monitor equipment health in other words let the ai monitor the plane and all parts and you know what i mean so that way when something's wrong the ai can alert you to it as to as opposed to hoping you catch it when you do regular maintenance sure that's kind of i get that um 
it's I know I've uh, at least one time where we've boarded the plane and then all of a sudden like there's some type of issue that needs to be fixed mm-hmm. and you gotta wait and, and so you're or, waiting or go to another plane or go to another plane yeah so yeah. like that would be that would be uh, probably beneficial to actually see something else instead of instead of a person trying to keep track of like a time log essentially for maintenance because that can be overlooked easily. They, or- one of the things goes right with what we were talking about before, the guy losing his bag. It says install more accurate luggage tracking systems by using those like tracking tags. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it says, and provide frequent and automated baggage related updates to passengers' phones. So like yeah, yeah. allow, you know, like send them messages. Hey, your bag has arrived here, blah, 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 blah. You can click it and see the GPS, the link where, where it is, right? Um, so that way you're not panicking. Where's my luggage, right? Uh, and then finally, I like this one. Use biometrics and blockchain technology to remove the need to present several identification documents at multiple checkpoints. This would eliminate the need for passengers to show a boarding pass, passport, and ID at multiple places. There you go. That's a good And one. I'm like, these are actually all right. All right, AI. I can, I can kind of get behind you on this a little bit. But this is where I said that we were going to have to give AI a pat on the back today. All right. Chat GPT. Oh, I'm this boy, from, here we I'm re- go. I'm reading this from the New York Post, okay? Chat GPT saved a dog's life. Okay, I love that. Yeah. So what happened was, a guy posted on Twitter that Chat GPT saved the dog's life. Uh, he's, his name is at uh, Peak Cooper, right? He wrote that his dog was diagnosed with a tick-borne disease and started treatment for it, but the health only got worse of the dog, right? It wasn't responding. Uh, and just it, the doctors basically told him like, mm, we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens. Right. Which is the yeah. worst news ever. Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough for yourself, but for someone you, someone or, or like a dear dog or, or a family member you care about, it's even worse to hear it about them. Um, anyways, Cooper noticed some of the symptoms that the dog had punches them into chat GPT. Right. Mm-hmm. And then chat GPT started with a disclaimer saying it's not a veterinarian, but suggested that the dog get blood work and test results because uh, it could be a different underlying conditions uh, called immune mediated hem- hemolytic anemia or IMHA for short. Okay. He takes the, he takes the dog to a second vet, asks them to run tests for that. The doctor does it. Bam, confirmed. That's what the dog has. And now the dog is getting better because it's got the right kind of treatment. Wow. Okay. All yeah. right, Chad GPT. I'm here yeah. for that. Yeah. But also, I, you know, uh, I kind of don't like you that first vet. Why wouldn't you do blood work in the first place? <laughs> well, are you talking about the vet? Or whoever, like, was, was whoever told them that there was nothing they could do. Uh, the, well, the first vet, and I, you know, we're going off this guy's story. We don't know how many tests the, the first vet ran or anything. And it's entirely possible that they did a bunch of tests, but not specifically for this IMHA thing. Okay. That's you know, because there, there's certain tests you got to run. There's certain things where you have to run a certain test to catch That's it. That's true. That's so, true. Okay. All right. Well, snaps and claps to chat GPT. Yeah. I, that's how I felt about it. I was like, you know what? All right, AI. If this is how it's going to be, I'll take living in a human zoo if you're going to save uh, the dogs. <laughs> yeah. As long as you save the dogs, that's all I really care about. That is all I, I really care about. I don't even, I, it, I have no issues with this whatsoever. No, not, yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hit or kind of hit or miss on those. Yeah, hit or miss. <laughs> Pass or fail sometimes, whatever. And, and finally, uh, today, I wanted to bring this up to you, Joe. I've been saving up things because we haven't been able to do a full episode. I know. Uh, right? So I've had a bunch We're of stuff I wanted to talk to you about. We're just blowing our whole load right now. 
That's fine. We'll have more later. I just wanted to talk about some yeah. stuff. No, it's uh, fine. And I'm we're gonna course. shift. We're gonna shift gears wildly now. Don't act like you're not dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm bouncing around a little bit. <laughs> How could you not, right? It's that's the uh, that's from RuPaul's Drag Race, by the way. Oh, okay, uh, all right. And it's a bop. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Hell yeah, no, it's a banger. Yeah, it's a banger. Um, so in any event, there's. Uh, let me see here. I want I want you to be able to see this, Joe. Um, so I'm going to send this on over to you if I can on your uh, your little Discord machine. Um. um it's it's a fashion thing. It's called fashion, Sean. Learn it. Yeah, I don't know anything about fashion, and I need your opinion on this fashion. Okay, I'm just going to send this directly to you in a message, so you can see it. Okay, but I'm not on Discord. Oh, you're not on Discord? No. Oh, well, can I send? It, how should I send it to you? Instagram? Does that work? Can you just can you, text it you... to me? No, because it's on my phone. Or it's on my All computer. Right. Instagram <laughs> well, it to me then. I was going to say, if I send it to you, with well, the link, it's a link. Is my Slide point. into my DMs. Oh, brother, I have no problem with that. Uh, there you go. Because you're not recording on your phone, right? Nope. Okay, so that way you can use your phone to look at it. That's, that's fine. That's fine. All right, there it goes. It's All sent right. to you. What I just sent to Joe is a... Uh, that's a backwards shoe. That is a backwards shoe, my friend. Uh, so, it's This is from HollywoodReporter.com. Backward forward sneaker. Um, yeah okay. the footwear dubbed the bwd shoe which i'm guessing is backwards shoe is a pair of sneakers in which each shoe has two openings to select allowing the shoe to be worn either forward or backwards depending on what the wearer feels like at any given time the shoe is why you know white leather red suede yada 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 that's not the big deal here um the uh, the thing to me is that no matter which way you wear it it looks pretty dumb this is the dumbest i have ever <laughs> ever seen in my entire effing life uh yeah it's so dumb but it it goes right there with me with there there have been terrible fashion uh trends you know what i mean that people try to sell to me as this amazing like they're 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 critically acclaimed you know like like have you ever seen the jeans that are purposefully destroyed before you even buy them Yes. Like, yep. and I'm not talking about like, they look a little faded or something like that, or, you know, no, no, a like, little, a little frayed here or there. No, no, no. And not even, That's not, not what even I'm like, about. not even like the small rips in the jeans, but yeah, like there's jeans that are like literally the whole leg is almost gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and some of them are just terrible. Uh, I've seen that. I are remember we just, seeing... are we just old get off my lawn guys now? Maybe, but I also don't feel like I ever liked any of this stuff. No, I mean, I, I, I never liked like this is the like, dumb. Honestly, this shoe is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I and and first of all, um, like, do you why? remember uh, Kanye's big, huge shoes that he was selling? Uh, I mean, I heard about it, but I don't know the details. Oh, brother, they were so 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 stupid looking. Um, it's it's Kanye and I don't really care about Kanye I don't care about Kanye either but again these things were sold as like being these these like 
end all be all of fashion you know what i mean yeah yeah and i'm thinking to myself the hell am i looking at like what is this i don't understand how anybody thinks and i'm i'm sending some stuff to joe right now the, the link to the original shoe will throw in the show notes but i want joe to see this big yeezy i'm talking about here this kanye shoe that's a shoe yeah yeah it uh and it's massive, by the way. It's freaking it massive. huge. Yeah, it massive. And then more recently, you saw it, those big stupid red boots. Because remember, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you did see those, right? I did see those, yes. Yeah. Sure they did. look kind of like the legs on an old school toy. Yeah, they really like, do. And... They don't look comfortable. Yeah, just... They don't look cool. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't... Uh... I mean, I'll never claim that I know what fashion is, but yeah. I do know that this is stupid. <laughs> I know that to be sure. Uh, this shoe we're talking about now, by the way. Uh, also, I think there's I remember... no way this. There's no way if we're talking about this backward forward shoe. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Of, I'm thinking about uh, mechanics of your foot and just mm-hmm. walking properly. There's no way that you can actually walk properly in this shoe. Oh there's well, no Joe, way. don't. Don't act like because, you're supposed to actually walk in these things. I mean, it's, because, it's purely a, a fashion statement. Uh, there's I just, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so I, what we want to know is I want to hear from you guys. Are we, like Joe said, are we just get off our lawn, grandpa, not getting what the new kids wear and whatnot? Or is this just the dumbest thing you've ever seen? So please let us know. Uh, you can hit us up. Obviously we have tons of social media and everything, but Always the easiest way. Guess this is growing up pod at gmail.com. That's right. Um, uh, God dang. Hey, speaking the, of, speaking of, yes. being a, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead first. I was just going to say, by the way, these shoes are only being sold for one hour on April 11th. And I hope nobody buys them, but that's brother, gonna brother, they're going to sell out. You know, they are. I'm, I know they're going to sell out because yeah. Anyway, but Hey, spend your money. Spend, what is it? What did it say? 500 to $700? Is that what it said? Something like that? Uh, I, th- I think that was a different shoe they were referencing in the article. I think these are selling for 135 Okay, that's still a lot of money for it. It's still way shoe. too much for this stupid shoe, without a doubt. I mean, that's not even going to help you play sports better. No, not you know at what all. Because the hell like, would it ever? <laughs> you know, whatever, when Jordans first came out, those are like $100 plus dollar shoes. But at least you could play basketball with those. Yeah, the yeah, whole I mean, point of them was to when whether when they Nike, did or not make you like uh, like help you play basketball better. Yeah, yeah, when Nike was pretty much always the first cleat that was out there. When Adidas dropped their first cleat, that was like a hundred plus dollar shoe because I remember playing soccer back in the day. But like, yeah, you, know, you you were playing sports with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like, you can't even play sports on this stupid <laughs> backward forward shoe. Dude, I'm with you. There's no chance you could wear this thing anywhere. Um, I think the best you could hope to do would be just wear it like on a on like some fashion red carpet or something, and then you take them off immediately after. Ugh. Like that's the only chance for these sort of things. I don't, Ugh. I don't get it in any other way, shape, or form. I just well, don't. speaking of being a uh, a grandpa that just says "get off my lawn" to all these kids, Sean. Here's a random fun fact. Um, <laughs> maybe some of you can relate out there. Maybe not. I've reached the age where I have hair growing out of my ears. Oh, welcome to the club. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. What happened? I was always the I was always the baby of the group, and now I got hair growing out my ears. I mean, you're What's still you, you're, you're still the baby. You're just like you're, I, you're the uh, baby of all of us old guys. Golly, I tell you what, man, this is just a random the, fact that I just thought of. But have you uh, gotten to the point where you have eyebrow hairs that are way way longer than the others? 
No, I haven't got that yet, but I do. Oh, have you'll a get couple, there. I do have a couple gray eyebrow hairs. Oh well, that sounds like fun too. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's a little peek behind the curtain into my life, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> People are thrilled. I'm sure. I'm sure they. I'm sure they're so thrilled. Uh, almost an hour into this podcast, knowing that I have hair growing out of my ears now. That's right. Well, that's episode hey, thirty-two. It, on episode thirty-three, we'll tell you where I have hair growing out of. Hey, there it is. I mean, this is the biggest episode ever. It's episode ever. thirty-two, biggest, biggest gate, biggest house, most matches, uh, the most revenue, the most merchandise sold. It's the best ever. It's the, it's the best. And I beat China all the time with my podcast. Those are terrible Donald Trump impersonations, but we tried. Well, well, he's terrible anyway. So, uh, but today, again, thanks again to Band-Aid Brigade for letting us play your track. The newest track, Hit the Buck, off their brand new album, Sex is Terrifying. You can find them on all social medias at band underscore aid underscore brigade. Follow their link tree if you want to go on that that, uh, cruise. Flogging Molly's Salty Salty Dog Cruise, November 8th. Through the 13th, 2023, there's still cabins available, and you can see Band-Aid Brigade play live, because nice. if you like that track, you can see them play live, baby. That's right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back with you next week for episode 33, right? Am I, am I in the yep. right ballpark? Yep. Fantastic. Well, episode 33, you know, we'll probably have to talk a little bit of WrestleMania next week, as well as everything else. I mean, we have to. It's going to be the fallout, so. Right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.